Welcome back to a Friday form panel with a difference. I'm Toby McKinnon, joined by Tim O'Connor. We're live from Stall. It's Good Friday, Royal Children's Hospital appeal, and Harness Racing Victoria, and a very popular man he is too, Jason Fino, who is a race day starter, has joined us firstly. Jason, mate, uh, how are you, and whereabouts are you today? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, thanks, Toby and Tim. Um, I'm currently at uh, Riddles Creek Pony Club uh, preparing for a... Uh, uh, my daughter does uh, event, horse eventing and uh, they're holding uh, Easter horse trials here this weekend. Uh, it never ends, does it, when you've got kids, Jase? <laughs> no, that's for sure. <laughs> Mate, we might just touch a little bit on, on your illustrious uh, harness racing career. You drove uh, 23 winners, you trained 21 winners, and uh, your first winner was way back in 2005 with Earl's Precious Son, uh, where you beat uh, Jody Quinlan. Okay. Yeah, no, that probably wasn't... Oh, probably my first winner that I trained. Yeah. Yeah, as a trainer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Earl's Precious Son was basically uh, my brother-in-law um, now. Uh, basically uh, started training uh, from for him. It was a mare that um, we had prior to him and bred her and um, basically took him to, uh, took her to Exotic Hill. She was a What's Next mare and um, basically, um, yeah, that's what she produced. And uh, he, he was... Um, Nothing outstanding, but, yeah, just a nice little handy um, horse. You had a lot of those horses that just won sort of two, three or four, didn't you? You never had a real superstar, but just kept getting horses that won a couple, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was always hard to uh, find those uh, next probably bracket up, but, um, yeah, always had sort of... Well, you couldn't afford to keep the horses that weren't sort of producing, but, yeah, just had those horses that won two or three races and, yeah, always sort of had one sort of knocking around a little bit. And, and your driving career, I never knew there were so many different D slash something or others. There's a D slash fine, D slash CT, D slash CSG, D slash S. There was a lot of D slashes in in your driving record. Do you want to... I never knew there were so many, Jase. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I got me a uh, fair share of... Uh, uh, suspensions and uh, cautions and uh, yeah, whip fines. Just setting and, himself up yeah. for later in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just uh, it was getting me used to uh, the, the stewarding side of things. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw a uh, failed to score up though, so I'll give you that one. Now, at some point, <laughs> like, three or four years ago, you transitioned to being a HRV starter. Yeah, so basically I um, I started working at the Geelong Harness Racing Track um, basically on, on race days and, um, yeah, working uh, basically whatever they needed me to do there, uh, bookie supervisor uh, on the track, yep, yep. Uh, in the numbers room, um, front gate. So, yeah, basically wherever they needed me to work. And then uh, the position come available uh, doing their trials and I started doing their trials there and then... Um, Eventually, um, with a few um, money issues that they had uh, later on in track, they couldn't afford for me to keep on going there. So um, I ended up, uh, luckily, coming down to Tabcourt Park and, and starting all their trials, and then the position come available with HRV as a starter. So applied for that. Now, why we- and, and the rest is history, as they say. Now, why we've got you on, really, is... To talk about your boy Nathan, tell us a bit about Nathan. 
Yeah, well, Nathan's uh, 23 years of age now. Um, so basically, Nathan was born with uh, Down syndrome. Um, and with Down syndrome kids, they have basically um, pretty prone to have uh, heart uh, dis- uh uh, heart uh, issues, and Nathan was born with uh, two heart issues. So he had the hole in the middle of the heart, and he had an, an artery um, that was con- controlling all the blood to the bottom half of his body. That was just about blocked as well. So when he was three months old, he basically had his first open heart surgery. Um, and actually, um, Dr. Brizard at the Children's Hospital, um, I'm not sure whether he's still there now, uh, he was one of the head surgeons there. and First, he's always um, done those operations, but never done them both at the same time. So uh, that was the first first thing uh, that they uh, done with him, and it, it was uh, it worked well. Um, so basically, at three months, he had that done, and then uh, as he sort of got a little bit older, he was, it was basically three years three years old. He had his second one, which was basically because um, the heart grows. Um, where the hole was and, and they rectified it, it sort of stays the same size. So he was getting a bit more of a leakage uh, through the, through his valves and that sort of stuff. So they had to go in and um, do that again. The artery that was uh, blocked, it, it was all good, so it was fine. And then um, basically at 13 years of age, he was done again. So basically the same thing, the... Uh, the uh, middle of the heart where it was uh, leaking. Um, they basically went in and, and fixed all that again. So, so basically, touch wood, he hasn't um, need to be done again. But yeah, he's had uh, poor kids had three three open heart surgeries in in the space of uh, his uh, lifespan at the moment. Yeah. Amazing, Jase. Um, you talk to a lot of people that have had children through the Royal Children's Hospital. Can you speak about yep. the the institution itself? I mean, it must. Uh, you know, I imagine you've spent you know significant stays there. And could you talk about how important it is for families, not just the the surgeries and the care that they give, but some of the other stuff? I've heard Toby talk about the one percenters, the little things that they do that maybe a lot of us don't know about. Yeah, well, basically the hospital itself and. The people that work there and everyone that sort of comes in and out of that place, they're, they're, they're worth gold because the amount of hours that they, they put in and, and the amount of work that they do, is they're, yeah, they're not recognised for um, what they actually do. But, um, yeah, just the, the little sort of one percenters that they do, like um, we noticed like when Nate was having his first heart operation, that, like we could have stayed in, in um, the accommodation in there and... Um, they accommodate mm. people that are travelling and, and can't afford to be travelling back and forth, back and forth. But we, we opted not to stay there because we, were, we had accommodation um, at my mum's and, and, and Rachel's uh, family's place. So we left it more uh, open for people that needed it more than what we did. But, yeah, just those little things that they just accommodate for people. Um, yeah, just helping them so much, it's, as well as they're helping the, the kids that are in there. Um, just the families and 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 the, and the parents and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it's just unbelievable what they do. Jack, was Nathan your first child, Jack? Yeah, yeah, Nathan was our first. Yeah, so we've basically got three kids. Uh, Nathan's the oldest, uh, Mitchell's uh, middle, and Haley's uh, the youngest. 
So you you have your first baby, and it must have been a whirlwind first three months of his life, being born with Down syndrome, and then finding out he's got to have open heart surgery at three months of age. Like, were you, did your feet hit the ground in that time? Um, yeah, no, it was a, a bit of a sort of hit for a six because we were sort of. I can still remember when he was born, you're sort of so happy that your first child's born and all that, and then you find out we never knew that he had Down syndrome. Like, we'd done our tests and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, it was just um, something that was picked up uh, afterwards. And, um, yeah, like like you're saying, you, you're sort of you're so happy at one stage and then you just hit for a six because you find out um, uh, your son's been born with Down syndrome and then he's got heart heart uh, abnormalities and, and needed open heart surgery and yeah it's sort of it knocks you it knocks you back like and you look at it now and you sort of say well it's yeah it is what it is but um yeah and like you look at him now and you say well it's not, it wasn't that bad after all but like when you're having your first kid and you haven't experienced that and you don't know what to experience what what's in front of you um it, it's it's a little bit um yeah mind-blowing yeah, 100%. And that would have been in the old hospital, hospital I assume. And uh, the new hospital is where I've had most of my experience, mate. What about when they turn 18? Like, always been so well cared for at the Rural Children's Hospital. And then what happens when they turn 18 and, and Nathan's transition then to another hospital does? Does he for regular checkups on his heart and et cetera? Yeah, well, luckily we don't have to um, go into the children's hospital unless he needs um, sort of yeah. his operations or anything like that. And um, like since his last one, like he was 13, so basically now he just basically goes to his own heart um, specialist. Um, well, used to be Dr. Go, he's finished up now, so um, another bloke's taken over his his role. So we go in for uh, his echogram and his... Um, uh, heart scans and then we basically just go and see the heart specialist to make sure um, everything's okay and they just keeping an eye on everything that's a every 12 month um, uh, procedure that that uh, happens he's a beautiful boy i've had the pleasure of meeting him a number of times and he loves his trots he's his favorite... gonna ask that is he a trotting boy yeah, is he's he a trotting his... man who's his favorite driver Oh, uh, any female. <laughs> no, Kate. <laughs> Kate Gass would probably have to be his uh, his uh, favourite. <laughs> uh, I don't. We might. I might uh, bury you here a bit, Jase. But geez, it was funny the night when uh, the car ran out of fuel and he was there, right? And you sort yeah. of want to keep those things hush. But Nathan wanted to tell everybody in the whole place that his mum's car had run out of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he's good at that. He's good at uh, when somebody else has done something wrong, he likes to tell uh, anyone and everyone. Uh, very good. You got anything else yeah. you want to ask, Jase? Nah, just, just, um, yeah, probably just finally, just before I let you go, I mean, today it's all here's all about the Good Friday appeal. Just uh, maybe a, a final push from you about just how important it is and dig deep if you've, if you've got 50 bucks in your pocket, stick it in the tin and, um, yeah, really help a good cause. Yeah, no, it is. It's, uh, look, at the end of the day, no, no matter how much uh, people can afford to contribute, it, uh, it all uh, it all helps, and um, and they deserve every cent that they get. And and it's good, um, like just from the harness racing perspective, how uh, how much that work that they do off scenes to um, uh, raise funds and that. Um, not only for children's hospital, it's all the other um, organisations as well that they 
they um, go above and beyond to to raise money and awareness. Good on you, Jace. Uh, I'll let you get back to the Pony Club, and thanks for sharing your story about the two precious sons, Earl's precious son and Nathan, your real, true precious son. Yes, no always Have a good day. Thanks, Jace. There is Jason Fino, and can you imagine, Tim, you've, you've got kids, yet you have a child, and, and the whirlwind, mm. you're off to the Royal Children's, you, your baby's been born with Down syndrome, which is no big deal in the modern era, if you ask me, and then three three months later, it's open heart surgery. and Yeah, I, I can't imagine it. I, I can just take myself back to uh, the time when I was in the hospital, when the, the kids were coming, and... Um, I'm not a nervous person usually, but for months and weeks leading up to it, you just fear the worst, no matter what. You just think, well, what if this happens? What if that? You're just on edge anyway. And um, you know, a couple of minor things in our when our children were born that that were so minor compared to some of the stories we've heard. But even they throw you off, and uh, yeah, I could can't imagine some of the, the struggles that people like yourself have gone through. Well, we're going to get a guest up. I'm not sure he knows it. And you don't know who it is either. I'll give you a clue. He's got a white shirt, a black coat, black (laughs) pants, and brown shoes. (laughs) I'll keep that up our sleeve, and we'll be back after the break with that man I have just alluded to. We'll have a break. We'll come back with Luke Humphreys on the other side.